Awesome. Miss Connie is awesome, ain't she? Hey, you know what? Right there in your house, just give, give our children's ministry and Miss Connie a big hand. Yes. Uh, she talked about floating on the water and Jesus walking on the water. And, of course, Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water as well. And he got distracted, as she said, by something. She, he got distracted by the waves and the storms. And when that, that wave that circumstance, that situation came into play, he began to sink. You know what? I'm so thankful that Miss Connie did that. I had no idea that she was going to bring that particular lesson because the title of today's message is to be not shaken or troubled. <laughs> and isn't it interesting, you know, the Bible says that Peter, it didn't say he sank, it said he began to sink. You know, what, what's that say to me? The moment he began to sink, Jesus reached out his hand. The moment he began to lose footing, Jesus reached out his hand and rescued him. Rescued him. You look at the scripture, it doesn't say that he sank. It says he began to sink. Amen. Well, those were, uh, you know, as much as we have to give Peter credit for having the courage to step out of the boat, uh, how, how, do you, how many know that that was still an uncertain situation? There had to have been a part of him thinking, that's, hey, that's Jesus. hey, that's Jesus out there. In fact, I wonder if he, actually, if he actually knew it because he said, if it be you, bid me come to you. So there was a moment where he's like, well, let me make sure it's him. But he still stepped out of the boat. Think about that for a minute. Even, even having an inkling of uncertainty, he still stepped out of the boat. And he walked on the water, and the waves and the winds came. They were already there, by the way. He just, all of a sudden, he lost sight of his goal, and he put his eyes on the circumstances, and he began to sink. It was uncertain. We live in uncertain times right now. I think we'd all agree that we don't only live in uncertain times, we live in troubled times. The whole world is shaken by what is happening. No one, quite frankly, in our generation has ever seen anything like this before. Every day brings a new twist. Every day brings a new wrinkle to the events, to the system. We're swamped with unthinkable events that have left people worried, that's left people fearful, and it's made a whole lot of people angry. Times have changed. And they seem to be changing more and more with every passing week, sometimes with every passing day. I've had moments where it's been like with every passing hour. I have two words for you, but God, but God. Things may be looking uncertain, the water may be looking stormy, but God. Let me say this with you, to you today, God isn't surprised by all this. God isn't caught off guard by any of this. In fact, he spoke clearly to us over 2,000 years ago to make us aware that such times would come as what we're facing today. He wanted us to know that perilous times would come. In fact, he wanted us to know that perilous times would be the norm in the last days. Oh boy, we use that word norm a lot now, right? The new norm. 
Yet the Bible teaches us that in the last days, perilous times will be the norm. And you might be thinking, well, thanks a lot, Pastor Rick. Uh, you're just going to make us shake and be troubled more? No, I got good news for you today. You know, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 says, Know this. Know this. Why do you think they, he started off the word with know this? Like, you better know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. You see, what we're facing today didn't catch God off guard at all. With the ways of change and the turmoil that's beating against us, there's times when we have to ask, well, what is there that's going to hold fast? What is there that will hold true in these times? You should have your Bibles with you even though you're sitting in your living room or your car or wherever you may be, maybe out in the backyard. I don't know, maybe it's a little chilly today. But anyway, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18 and 19, I want to give you an answer to what you can hold fast to and what you can hold onto that is true. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 18 through 19. Now, I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. I believe it's actually going to be on your screen. God has given both his promise and his oath. And these two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. You know what? That's something to hold on to right there. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. The hope, here, here, here really is kind of the, the, the center, the pivot point of this message today. The hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. Just say anchor. Hey kids, right where you're at in the living room, just holler anchor one time. You know, all the parents are like, why'd you have them do that? Well, you know what? There is an anchor that holds. Jesus said that he has overcome the world. Did you hear me? This world that we live in is a chaotic <coughs> mess right now. But Jesus said that he has overcome the world. This is the hope that we have in the midst of the storm. That is actually the hope that Peter had in the midst of that situation he was in. There's a song by a guy by the name of Dennis Miller, and no, it's not Dennis Miller from Saturday Night Live. It's a song that's titled, My Soul is Anchored. And in this song, Dennis encourages the hearer with this lyric, If the storm doesn't cease, and if the wind keeps blowing, my soul has been anchored in the Lord. Anchored in the Lord. Maybe some of you, a number of years ago, I don't know, probably 20 years ago, Ray Boltz wrote a song, maybe 25, 30 years ago, Ray Boltz wrote a song called The Anchor Holds. In spite of the storm, the anchor holds. That's what our scripture said today, that the anchor holds. The anchor of God holds. The anchor of the Lord holds. The anchor of the Holy Spirit holds. The anchor of the Bible, the Holy Word of God, holds true. The Apostle Paul wrote some powerful words that I think that we need to hear today. He wrote a letter to the church in Thessalonica, and they were a worried, troubled, fearful people. That entire church was really confused and having a lot of difficulties because of the events that were happening in their world. 
I can't even imagine how confused and troubled they may have been had they had all the news media that we got to deal with and all the social media that we got to deal with. I mean, everything back then happened by pigeon carrier or word of mouth, okay? And this place was confused. And I believe that these words might help us today. It's in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to Him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled. Okay, now this was a specific letter, actually Paul's second letter to the church of the Thessalonians, and he's saying to them, you know, there's some confusion about the coming of the Lord, but I'm saying to you to not let your minds be shaken, to not let your hearts be shaken or troubled. The subject matter of this text, though, is the coming of the Lord in times, last days. Many of you may have heard of a great preacher by the name of Rick Renner. He is not only a premier preacher, he's a fantastic missionary, and he's a scholar of both the Greek and the Hebrew Bible. And he says that this word, coming, describes, and listen carefully, describes the phenomenal presence of God that will be supernaturally felt by the entire church just before the return of Jesus Christ. Did you hear me? This word carries with it the, the context, not just that he's arrived, but that he's coming, and in that there will be a sense in the entire church of an increased, multiplied, explosive presence of the Lord. I can feel it. Some of you all can feel it because I've been talking with you and we've been texting and, and passing information back and forth. Ministers have been Zooming and, you know, Zoom video meetings. We're not just Zooming, you know, we're all probably Zooming on our Starbucks and everything, but uh, you know what I'm talking about, that there's going to be a, a supernatural expressive presence of the Lord felt just before his return because he's coming. He's coming. Before his second coming, there's going to be a great move of God. There's going to be an outburst of revival that will shake this nation and will probably shake the entire world. I, I believe that with all of my heart. The church, I believe, is poised for another great awakening. Think about it. We are poised, we are poised to either fail the great apostasy, the falling away, or we are poised for a great awakening. I choose great awakening and not great falling away. Can I get a witness from somebody? The church is poised for a great awakening, a new move of God. It's a new move of God. This new move of God is going to upset so many older people stuck in their old ways. It's a new move of God, but I yet there's the part of the old ways I think is going to be in this new move of God. It's still going to be a revival of repentance. It's still going to be a revival of salvation, and it's still going to be a revival of the demonstrated move of the Holy Spirit. Give the Lord a praise right now where you're at. Amen. Now, these Thessalonians, they were troubled. Uh, they were terribly persecuted, a terribly persecuted church. And they were persecuted for their faith. That's something that's going to happen in the end times. Just look, look to your neighbor and say, well, there he goes, spreading good news again. <laughs> well, you know what? The Bible says so, that, that that's going to happen. 
And so that's what was happening to this church in Thessalonica. So they were not only troubled because of the great persecution that they were facing, but there were some rumors and some people that had even passed on some false letters and information about the coming of the Lord that left these people seriously confused, shaken, and troubled uh, with what they were going through. Let's, let's stop for a minute and let's, let's, take, let's spend some time on that word, shaken. Like I said, I think shaken, you know, that, well, it, it's a, probably a great word description for what many are going through right now. This world is shaken. People are shaken. Unfortunately, there's many great believers of Jesus Christ that are shaken they're shaking, they're shaking, and they're shaking in their boots. They are shaken by coronavirus. They are shaken by stay-at-home rules. They're shaken by masks and gloves. They're shaken by corrupt politicians that keep infringing upon our rights. I know I'm going to get a witness and an amen from all the extremists this morning. They're shaken by the brutality of a police officer that will shamelessly murder an innocent man. They're shaken by the mobs and the riots and the lootings and the shootings and the mayhem. There's so much going on that it's easy to see how one might be shaken. The Thessalonians were not only shaken, but they were troubled. Troubled is another perfect word description for the times that we live in right now. Troubled by conspiracy theories troubled by economic shutdown and collapse, troubled by social distancing, troubled by church no longer gathering in a building. So, you know, the polar extremes are there. This word troubled, though, is a very interesting word because it means worry, anxiety, and fear, but it's even more interesting because it's not just a state of worry, anxiety, and fear, but it's a state of worry that keeps growing and keeps going, and it doesn't seem to have any end in sight. So it's not just, yeah, I'm vexed, I'm troubled. No, no, no. This is really a state of deep worry, fear, that I believe uh, causes people to be shaken and to be troubled. These, this is what the Christians in Thessalonica, in the church of, Thessalon of the Thessalonians, that's what they were facing over 2,000 years ago. That's what we are facing today. And that news that they were receiving, the, listen, I, I, I hope you can hear this, the news that they were receiving was upsetting their peace and hope. Sound familiar? Oh, my goodness. In all that, Paul was encouraging them, hey, y'all, don't be shaken or troubled. Yeah, that's just what the preacher needs to get up and say, right? And if, hey, y'all, just don't be, get over it. Don't be shaken and troubled. Well, he, but he instructs them, listen, he instructs them to be careful about what they're listening to. Because there were some people talking, there were some letters that were sent in, that was giving false information and they were being shaken by those, those false, the false news. No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended, I promise. Well, that same encouragement and that same instruction applies to us today. We need to be careful. 
who we're listening to. Because God isn't in the, in the business of giving people fear and causing them to be shaken and causing them to be troubled. Okay? God's in the business of reaching out and grabbing a hold of you when you only begin to sink. Praise God. Praise God. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We don't need to be shaken. Let that sink in. I've watched it happen, even, even in my, my own family, Diane's family, all of us, you know, there's some of us that have been shaken and troubled, and I've just been like, happy? No, I'm not on drugs. I've been, I've been excited. I've been filled with eager anticipation about the things that can happen when we keep our eyes on Jesus. Amen. I've been filled with faith and exuberance to know that if I do get distracted by the things that are happening in society, I'm not going to sink because he's going to grab me when I begin to sink. Woo, Gloria. I hope you're hearing that this morning. Praise God. So we don't need to be shaken. The Bible teaches us in Psalm 18 too, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and he's my deliverer, my God, in my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Listen, if you're shaken and troubled, then you're believing the wrong news. You're listening to the wrong voices. Some of y'all need to turn the news off and open up the good news and start reading the Word of God. Some of y'all need to quit reading all that conspiracy theory stuff, whether true or not. You need to quit letting it get into your mind on Facebook and YouTube and spend as much or more time reading the good news than you are scrolling through your phone. I know, I'm taking a pastoral moment right now. Hallelujah. We don't need to be troubled. John 14, 27, Jesus said, I'm leaving with you a gift. <laughs> I feel the presence of the Lord so strongly in this place. I hope you can feel it. He says, I'm leaving with you a gift. Here it is. Peace of mind and heart. That's from the New Living Translation of John 14, 27. I'm leaving with you a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift that the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. It almost makes me have to ask, why are so many Christians troubled and shaken and afraid? Maybe it's because they're listening to their fear instead of walking in their faith. Wow. Jesus is our rock. He's our firm foundation. He's the anchor that holds in the storm. Listen to your faith in Him and not your fears about the day that we live. And as I close, I have one more passage of Scripture to read to you. It's in Romans chapter 8. Verses 38 through 39. And it starts off with three words that I wonder 
if we really believe. It says, I am convinced. Can you really say that? I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from the love of God. I am convinced. Are you fully persuaded about that? If so, why are you waffling? Why are you shaken? Why are you troubled no matter what's going on in life? That's what the Apostle Paul was saying to those people at the church in Thessalonica. Why are you shaken? Why are you troubled? It's all going to be okay. You're just listening to the wrong stuff. You're putting the wrong stuff in your head and your heart. You don't need to be troubled and you don't need to be shaken. This word is by God's design today. I had no clue what Miss Connie from the children's ministry was going to be speaking today. Not one clue. I am convinced. It didn't say, oh, I think. Maybe. When things are going right. Well, I don't know in the state that the world is in today. No, I am convinced that nothing can separate me from the love of God. Neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons. Listen, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. I am convinced Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you can believe that and receive it this morning, would you give the Lord a praise right where you're at? Hallelujah. Well, you don't often get 15-minute messages from me. I didn't even preach long enough to take a drink of water. (laughs) Um, But I want to invite you today to put your faith in Jesus Christ. I want to invite you to make a decision to be fully convinced and rise above your fears. Rise above your worries. I want to encourage you today to give your heart to Jesus so thoroughly that even in the face of uncertainty, you could step out of the boat on stormy waters and walk on stormy waters. Let's go back to that picture for a minute. Those waters weren't calm when Peter stepped out of the boat. It was already stormy. He stepped out of the boat into a stormy, violent environment. And he had his eyes on Jesus for a bit, but he took his eyes off his anchor. And he put his eyes on some different news. He allowed the wrong stuff to fill his heart and to fill his mind. And he began to sink. To me, that's one of the most profound moments of this whole thing. You know, I don't know about you, but when you step out of a boat on water, you don't begin to sink. You just sink. 
okay? He began to sink like that. Jesus took his hand and rescued him like that. He can take your hand and he can rescue you if you'll put your eyes on the anchor that holds. You don't need to be troubled and you don't need to be shaken. We are in perilous times, but the Lord said these times would come, but he also said that he has overcome the world. Would you bow your heads right where you're at? I want to say a prayer over you. And let this be your prayer. You don't have to repeat after me. All you need to do is agree with me in prayer. So let it be the assent of your heart that says, yep, 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 what he's saying, yep, 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 that's, that's me, I'll take that, I'll take that, I'll take that. Let it not only be the assent of your heart, but the believing in your heart, that the words are true. Father, I thank you so much for today, that even in perilous times, even in Times where when we look outside, it is shaken, it's troubled, it's stormy, it's uh, dangerous, scary, fearful, violent. That we don't have to be shaken and we don't have to huddle down in our houses and just stay in our little hovel and not reach out and do anything or touch anybody, uh, Lord, but we can, we can be light and we can be salt that you've even told us it's, it's, it's okay to be uncertain. Uncertainty isn't necessarily doubt. Uncertainty is a natural response that you've put in all of us that guards us, makes our minds think, and makes us hopefully turn on the faith switch that connects with you. Even as we look at that picture of Peter, we know that he had some uncertainty, but he said, Lord, if it's you, ask me to come out. He stepped out into a stormy environment and he walked on the sea. The sea represented the storm. The sea represented the environment. The sea represented the events of the day. And he walked on it. He wasn't covered over by it. But Lord, he took his eyes off for a brief moment of Jesus, his anchor, and he began to sink. And there's some of us today that's hearing my voice, and we have taken our eyes, even if for but a brief second, off of our anchor, Jesus Christ. And I ask you to forgive us for that today. There may be even some of us today that We've never actually accepted Jesus Christ into our hearts, so we don't have that anchor at all. We try to put our faith in the thoughts and ideas of men and, and whatever news organization fits our political viewpoint. And we're shaken and we're troubled, and you've told us, don't be troubled, don't be afraid. I've given you a gift, and that gift is peace of mind, peace of heart. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now that folks would begin to feel peace of mind and heart flooding their beings. 
Forgive us of our sins, Lord. Forgive us for the times that we have put more faith in the environment than faith in your word. Forgive us, Lord, for the times that we have listened more to our fear than to our faith in the one who is our firm foundation and our stronghold and our rock, Jehovah God. I thank you for that, Lord God. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, if you responded to that prayer time, there's a place on the the YouTube chat that that you can go to an emoji spot. And I'm just going to ask you this. If you responded to this altar call right now, and I'm not talking about just receiving the Lord for the first time, but you responded in some way by saying, yep, yep, that's me. I'll take that. I'll take that. Hit the hand emoji. It'll go up on the screen. We have some people that are standing by that just want to send you some encouragement. And so just let us know. You can call into our prayer line at 989-681-5731. And there'll be somebody to pray with you right now. Maybe you're troubled. Maybe you're shaken. Maybe you're fearful. Maybe you're angry. Why don't you call and let someone pray with you today? Let's stand in faith. Let's not listen to the voice of fear, but walk by faith. In Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, we love you. We appreciate you so much, and we thank you for being a part of this service today. I want to encourage you to continue to check in with me every single morning at 714 for just a wonderful time of prayer and devotions. Usually lasts anywhere from about 7 to 12 minutes. And so I think it will be a blessing to you on a daily basis if you'll connect to that. And every one of our live streaming services, be sure and connect. God's got a special, a special gift for each of you. Today, your daily bread was peace of mind and peace of heart. I call you blessed.